Mood.tv Did you find gooning out of a self-help journey? <laughs> In a sense. <laughs> All right. That's a good place to to start with the show. Ooh. Producer EJ here. Thank you, host Anthony. Uh, thank you, Lamaya crowd. Yeah, hey, so- I was going to introduce. I was going to do it all. I was going to do it all. <laughs> we don't have the Greg man, as you might know by now. So we're just we're alone together again. So the question today is, it's just more of a discussion topic. I frequently find myself feeling dumb, feeling like a dumb person. And what I want to ask is, when do you know, or how do you know, if you know at all, when to blame the thing that makes you feel dumb and when to blame yourself. I was initially thinking of this with art or with books, uh, with movies, with anything like that. You know, you watch something or you read something and you say to yourself, I don't get this. Do you do you blame yourself or do you blame the content and how do you know what to do what? Wow. Like, do you have this problem too? Do you ever, do you look at stuff or read stuff and you're like, I'm an idiot? Or are you like, they're an idiot? <laughs> Definitely both, but different types of content for both of them, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. So tell me a little, get, get into it a little bit. I mean, and I'm, I'm a person who welcomes the fact that I don't know a lot of stuff. And I'm very patient with that fact. And it's taken me a long time to be patient with it. That's a good virtue. That's a good, that's really good. At least with learning. Now, on a bad habit that I've certainly formed is that when I'm like content creation, I've kind of grown a fear of the process. And so I don't like things taking a long time because then I feel like it's going to be a perfectionist thing. But whenever it comes to learning something, I allow myself that time. I realize that I can't learn everything in one day. I need to chill out. And I've probably mentioned it on the show before, but it's the difference of me wanting to know something versus wanting to learn how to do something. Mm-hmm. You can't know how to do something without learning it. So I'm pretty good at that. So if there is something that is advanced because it just is a complicated thing. So if I'm reading a book and I just don't understand it because I don't have the knowledge beforehand or they're making references that I've never heard of before, I'm usually like, I'm dumb. This I'm dumb and I shouldn't understand this yet. And if I want to understand it, I have to get through it or I can just know that I won't know this. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, and there's a lot of stuff out there like that. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So like I've dabbled in electronics and I'm trying to get to the next level. It's been years that I've been doing this. It's taken me time just because I think there's a lot involved or my brain doesn't work the way that would make it easy for myself. Totally cool. I feel dumb, but I'm happy to take the process. With electronics generally, just learning about how all that shit works. Well, like when my dad was sick, I started delving into like arcade machines. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So I picked up a couple of arcade machines, old arcade machines, and I started fixing them up for the audience members who don't know. There's some great YouTube channels out there. This guy named John uh, from John's Arcade really helped me out. And he would just like have these hour long episodes where he'd be like, well, this is old Mortal Kombat machine. It's not working. And then he would, you know, refurbish it top to bottom. So I got this old Star Force machine, which is an old Japanese shooter game. And the monitor wasn't working, so I got in there and I was able to, by watching all these different videos, you know, solder some stuff off and reconnect things. And it was awesome. And it was it's, it was a good growing process. And then, you know, as I kept on going forward and forward, I'm really interested in guitar pedals and then little amps and stuff like that. So I've been trying and I've blown a bunch of stuff up. My dad was interested in that stuff too, but with, without the education himself, he would just go for it. And we blew up Ataris and everything else. You know, there's a lot of things we blew up just trying. And so again, that process, I'm totally cool with. 
Now, the other thing that you would mention, there is a lot of times when it comes to creative content where I feel dumb because I don't get it. Mm. But then also I'm like, you're trying to make me feel dumb, so go fuck yourself. You know, there's a lot of times where I could tell the intention is to make me not feel good about myself. And I'm just like, fuck that. (laughs) Or I feel like that a lot of the times. Like to be an old man, there's like a lot of music today where I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I feel dumb for not getting it. Do you have an example of that kind of a thing? Let me have a think for a second. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, first of all, wh- while you're having a think, I'll just, I think it's it's really cool that you have that approach to learning in that way in so much as I feel like nowadays there's so there's you go online and you're on there for two seconds and it's learn how to do this incredibly complex thing in two days, you know, or t- 10 minute this or 10 minute that. And it's just... What what is this? This is it's such snake oil shit because to really learn anything well, it takes years. And it's so funny just how it's marketed now at like being able to pick things up super fast. There's so many, especially I've noticed during pandemic times, there's so many online classes that are offered in all manner of things. Or look at like the masterclass business model. Yeah. You know, like you know how many people are, are, are watching Herbie Hancock play jazz in the master class. Got it. And that, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. They just stand up and think that. It's like, you know, it's like having the confidence to just shit and not wipe your ass. You just shit and stand up. Like that's, yeah. you, you know, there's a process you have to go through from shitting to be able to stand up. And I feel like there's definitely, and I think that's just part of internet culture and how, th- how fast things move now. So people expect to, get things faster. Yeah. So I just, I think there's generally less patience with learning. So it's nice when you hear people have kind of the patience to sit with their ignorance, which, you know, I, I generally think I do too. If I really love something, if I really want to get good at it, then I'm very okay with feeling dumb for a long time. I think those master classes and stuff too, I think exactly what you're saying, the way they market them is like snake oil. So that's not good. But in general, it is bringing light to the fact that if you want to learn one thing, it's okay to learn that one thing and not have to, you know, this this whole co- college thing. You don't have to go to college to learn everything, but I think there's a lot of benefit to it. I'm not anti-college, but sometimes you want to try to learn a skill or see if you want to learn that skill. Because I think something specifically with our generation, us, us 80s babies, if you're older or younger, please tell me, there's like a lot of this follow your dream stuff, which is great. And there was also a lot of don't be a quitter stuff. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and I think that is nonsense. I think quitting is one of the smartest things you can do with a lot of things. Of course, you know, don't quit on life, don't quit on your family, you know, or or know when to cut toxic people out of your life to, to, to further expand on that. But if you don't like something and you're not going to be happy doing it, there's nothing wrong with quitting it. You know, you're saving yourself that time. So a lot of these exploratory classes, I think, are good for that. So you're not like... All right, I paid $30,000 to go to university. And then like the third weekend, you're like, I don't want to be a, a mathematician, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two things off of that. One is, yeah, it's, to me, it's funny how much of the mindful world of messaging again and also all of like the feel good, uh, push through it therapy kind of stuff. Like, where do you draw the line? How do you know if something is worth doing or not? Because often it's it's... What they do is they'll they'll set up the thing that is blocking you from achieving your goal or something. And then the idea is, is to like keep pushing and keep trying to achieve the goal. But if it's something that brings you shit tons of pain in the process, there's no like, how do you know when to throw in 
the towel. And ultimately, I think it's really good to know sometimes when something is totally not worth it. But I think a lot of the messaging is that it's always worth it. And that's definitely not true, I don't think. I think what you're trying to say is you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. (laughs) Yeah, and when to goon. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, have a good goon break. Gooners. Uh, okay, what do we got? You said you were you were looking up something. Uh, yeah, so an example of something that where I felt dumb. I like to play the video games whenever I can, and there was a, a really amped up game. It's called Mighty Number no. Nine. What's mighty about the number nine? So the whole deal with the game is that it was made by the same team that made Mega Man. Oh, okay. And this was before the newest Mega Man game came out, and so like people hadn't had a, a good traditional Mega Man platformer in a long time, and so it was amped up, and they made it look cool, and all the videos look great. And then, the playability of it is terrible. Mm. Like, it just doesn't work, and I was like, I don't get this. You like, blame them. And I definitely blame them. Yeah. And that one was easy to blame them. It was like kind of a big consensus of people that blamed them. That was just like, this ain't right. You know, you did, you, you're going for something, and you didn't do it right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's lots of video games like that, but today I can't think of any examples. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure there's tons of things out there. I mean, I, and I also think yeah, the better, if you're taking the time, like you were talking about, you're taking the time to go back to level zero in learning anything and really trawling through uh, and learning shit slowly, which is something that, as we said before, it's not something that happens so much anymore. I feel like people just kind of want things to be real. They ain't got the time for that. They'd rather goon. They'd rather be there tugging it with their hand stationary and thrusting at their hand instead, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Woodpeckering. (laughs) (laughs) Look up that subreddit. (laughs) I'm sure woodpeckering has to have an Urban Dictionary. (laughs) Let's just look it up. Hold on. Let's Let's just go off topic for a second. I want to know. Folks at home, you know you want this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Woodpeckering uh, Urban Dictionary. Let's see what comes up. Woodpeckering. Oh, yeah. It's there. It's there. (laughs) Of course, woodpeckering is taking on the persona of a woodpecker at night with your male partner, especially when he is dead tired. This can involve any of these four actions, usually in this order. Asking deep, eerie, emotional questions and demanding answers like a persistent woodpecker. Two, wearing a hard-billed hat and poking vigorously along your partner's forehead. Those are so different. (laughs) Three, making a pseudo-woodpecker beak with your two index fingers pointing out from your face face and woodpecking his mouth, then sucking and licking his lips. Or four... Uh, oh, until he answers your questions. And then four, that's a good combo of them. And four, giving a woodpecker-themed blowjob if he hasn't yet smothered you. So that's woodpeckering. I like the first one the best. Asking, I like that it's eerie. Asking deep, eerie, <laughs> emotional questions and demanding answers. 
like a persistent woodpecker. I feel like I'm a bit of a woodpecker. This show is a, is the Anthony woodpeckering show. I think I've definitely woodpeckered Meredith many many times. If that's if that's the case. In the first case. In the first case, I haven't used. <laughs> although I don't know, I bet there's. I definitely peck. I peck her, but I I not with my two fingers like this. I don't use my two fingers to peck her. I think it's more like this. I, I think you gotta. Yeah. Not like oh, this. Like oh, this. oh, I see. It's not. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's more of like a triangle yeah. with your thumb. It's like a shadow puppet. Yeah. Shadow puppet finger. Shadow puppet, not like yeah, a yeah. shocker yeah. or whatever you were doing. <laughs> you put a shocker on your face. And do, I wonder if there are shocker masks. There must be. Let's hit Google again. <laughs> hey, must, hold on. I, I do want to look it up, actually. Uh, hold on. I bet you there's Shrek shocker faces. I, I mean, I bet you it goes the gamut. Shocker mask for sex. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, images. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not seeing one. Oh, come on. I'm not seeing one. There's a market there waiting to happen. That's for sure. I. It's got to exist, yeah. I don't see why you wouldn't want that. Okay, anyways. Uh, anyways. Yeah, I think the more, to get back to what I, what I was saying, though. Like, the more you, if you're taking the time to learn stuff, I think the more you do get kind of better at maybe, maybe the idea is that you get a little bit more credibility to blame people the more you know about something. So then you could feel more vindicated. But I, I do wonder, though, I always ask myself, I always just assume that I am to blame. My default is blaming myself, but maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe it's maybe there's a certain amount of trust you have to have in yourself in order to start blaming. But I don't know. If, I don't know how good that is either. <laughs> yeah, it really depends, too, on the again, what you're trying to ingest, because. If you're not into like absurdist humor, I've sat with people and watched Adult Swim or Adult Swim type shows and people just definitively don't get it or it makes them feel dumb. But also that that art is kind of created to have that that audience. You know, they have a very specific thing that they're doing or I think you should leave now or uh, Auntie Donna. A lot of these crazy sketch shows, you know, they're they're kind of made that if you're you're either on board or you aren't. Yeah. And isn't there something weird about that, that like. It's always funny when you show somebody something and they totally don't laugh. Like something you find very funny and then you show them and then this great rift opens up between you where you're like, oh, I thought, I guess I don't know you at all. <laughs> it kind of feels like sometimes. That's I stopped trying to play music for people yeah. since I was 16 driving with you in my truck. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I think it's the last time I would ever, I remember getting in the car actually with Greg Baldwin, our missing a co-host in Brooklyn probably 15 years ago, 10 years ago. And I was like, you got to listen to this. And just like sitting, he's my best friend. You know, you're my best friend. Just still sitting like, I hope they like this because if they don't like this, they're going to judge me because there's something in there that they don't like, that they don't know why I like it. And now I've lost my clout because they don't like it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because you're over identifying with it. You know, if you like something, you really start identifying with it on a personal extreme level. But I've, I've learned the same thing. I think it's taken me a lot longer that if you like something, don't show it to anybody because no one's going to feel the way you feel about <laughs> no. it at all. No, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's a tricky road, but it's not, uh, not the same as like learning how to sous vide cook. You know, it's like it's a very different thing where it's like, Anthony, I want to show you how to do sous vide. And you'd be like, all right. And then I show you and you like it or you don't. And you want to learn or you don't. No, I would blame you. I would just blame you if I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. So 
So yeah, I think all those things exist depending on what you're <laughs> ingesting for sure. Yeah, I'd say so for sure. Do you have anything specific that you can think of that you just don't get or hadn't gotten? Just because it's one of my interests over the last year, like during the COVID times in the last year and a half, I got deep into philosophy shit. I just started reading more books about like written by philosophers and about philosophy. And that shit is often just filled with the most condescending authors of all time. But it takes it take what it's taking me a while to realize, and this is why I still I still tend to blame myself for not getting it. But often I do because once you familiarize yourself with the lingo, just like in anything else, like there's a certain amount of lingo, there's certain buzzwords that they use over and over again. You got to know the 10 different ways that they can use this one word because all the philosophers repurpose it differently. But once you kind of have some groundwork laid, I've started to be able to to blame authors, I think, for being overly complex when they don't need to be. Because there are some authors now that I'll read and I just enjoy how incredibly clear they are in delineating some of their ideas. And how I get so much more out of it. But then they're referencing other authors and you go and read those authors. And yeah, you can isolate kind of their main theme because often any philosophical book is they're going to have one idea and they're going to talk about it for a thousand pages. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And they're going to say it all different ways, which can be really helpful. But sometimes it's the absolute fucking worst if they never get to any kind of being clear about it. And they're just using more and more terminology and heaping it on. So anyways, it's something that I face all the time when I'm reading that kind of shit because I just feel dumb as my default all the time. But you do eventually learn some of the shit. And then I think you have the possibility to blame. Yeah. I think you have to, once you have the groundwork, then you can at least start feeling a little bit more free to blame. But that's a slippery slope though, because you also can cut yourself off from learning things if you blame. Yeah. And I think there's certain things that definitely promote esoteric language within yeah definitely you know so like philosophy can certainly be like that i think a lot of people write about music that way even though music i think shouldn't be that way so it it really comes down to i think like you're saying the author is trying to kind of be like i'm smarter than you yeah this is why and and that's not cool right i mean some of these people are extremely fucking smart but it's just sure it's so much nicer when you get an author that's just fun to read, that, that like they lay their shit out pretty clearly and they're not extremely difficult and opaque about their ideas. It's just a lot more rewarding and a lot more fun all around. Yeah. And also humor. It's funny how some philosophers have just zero sense of humor and some philosophers have all kinds of humor. Hmm. And it's great. Like It's so much more interesting to read a philosopher that at least is funny and has a kind of... Uh, uh, humorous take on how the world is. It's just, it's more relatable to me anyways. Yeah. But it, that goes straight down to their philosophy. Like Heidegger's not a philosopher that can be funny based on his philosophy. It's not really possible. <laughs> also, I remember hearing a comedian one time, I can't, can't remember who it was, was saying that some movie executives or whatever came up to him and said, you're really funny at stand-up. We want you to write a movie. And he's like, yeah, that's, I don't do that. So like maybe a lot of these philosophers too just aren't good writers. Yeah. Hundred percent. You know, a lot of these people are trying to communicate ideas, and they just aren't writers. They're just brilliant minds. Definitely, like a mathematician trying, to, or even yeah, a musician trying to write a book does not mean it's going to be a good book. Yeah, um, unless it's written by any member of Motley Crue, <laughs> then it's automatically good. If they wrote those books, yeah, that's true. That's true. They probably found. I mean, no discredit to them, but I'm sure 
99% of books that are by somebody these days have someone who's or a group of people behind them that's like, we'll make this enjoyable because you got great stories and that was the dirt. The dirt was, I think, kind of ghostwritten by Neil Strauss, or he was heavily involved. But the Nikki Six book that he wrote just himself is is actually his journals. It's just him reading journal entries from those days. Wow! And it's amazing. That was like my big thing last summer. If you remember, I was obsessed with hair metal. All right. Well, we solved it. I guess. Kind of. Yeah, sometimes it's all right to feel dumb, and sometimes it's all right to think that other people are trying to make you feel dumb, and that's dumb. And sometimes you get you got a goon. You always got a goon. You have to goon. If you got a goon, you got a goon. That's it. There's nothing you can do about it, I guess. It chooses you. Well, dial in at 929-352-6173. Tell us about your gooning experiences. Or you could talk about the actual question, but gooning, I guess, is way cooler. Uh, and you can email us at let me ask you a question podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Insta or Twitter at Lemayakpod. Uh, you can go to moot.tv. You can watch the other, sh- you can, well, you can listen to the other shows. You can watch some things. I guess when Greg, Greg Man gets the TikTok going, one day you'll be able to watch something. I, I've hired an intern and I think they're going to end up putting some stuff up real soon. So look, look to it pretty, pretty shortly. Perfect. Yeah. So check out, you know, what the intern puts up. You can go to the Reddit. You can go to the subreddit and, also read and or or i mean you can read the questions and you can respond to the questions or you can write your own questions which would also thrill us we would love that we like bringing up other people's questions on the show and what else we got i think you've hit it all but lamayak pod pretty much anywhere and support with some swag if you're into it oh yeah get that swag that's over at the moot.tv shop thanks for listening to us for now 234 episodes Woo! yeah we're uh we're getting we're getting old that's good i love it it's nice We're really growing into ourselves. Better than not getting old. All right, everybody. Until next week, let me ask you a question. Mood.tv